Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome back to the Statman Dave Football Podcast. This is episode 39 and today I'm coming from Paris. Uh, if you've not checked out my uh, Snapchat story, I've been travelling today, caught a plane this morning um, and then got a train into, you know, from Charles de Gaulle Airport into Paris to run the Paris Marathon on Sunday. I am absolutely scared as anything. It's going to be 22 degrees on Sunday, which is the day that I'll be running the marathon, which is damn right scary. But the podcast is French today, so any French subscribers, listeners, this one is for you guys. Anyway, on today's podcast, we're going to talk the news, then we're going to spend a bit of time talking about Jess Lingard's um, new deal at Manchester United, and finish off talking about Conte's tactical evolution. So first up, the news. Some fallouts from yesterday's games. Hamid Rodriguez, who got substituted yesterday, is the second player in a month to uh, use the phrase, your mother's shell. Hamid Rodriguez aiming it at Zinedine Zidane, saying, your mother's shell, he never puts me on for a whole game. Hamid Rodriguez, who has been managed quite well by Zinedine Zidane, in my personal opinion, isn't you know building the greatest blocks for a long career at Real Madrid, let's say, potentially will be moved on in the summer. But stupid again for a player that should be focusing on his football and getting minutes over you know being substituted and slagging off his manager. In terms of other news, uh, Manchester City's parent co- company, the City Group, have bought um, Uruguayan side Atletico Torque. Um, they are a second division in Uruguayan side, but again, it's interesting. It's an interesting proposition that Manchester City are doing, following the the purchases of clubs all around the world. You know, got America, Australia, and so forth. So it's interesting movement from Manchester City. Who again, look like they're going the in the right way as a football club. They've got the right guys driving this uh, sort of organisation. In terms of the news, uh, Giorgio Chiellini um, graduated from the University of Turin, receiving top marks and a master's degree for business administration. Again, some top work from Juventus, who seem to be really pushing forward in as a football club in the last few seasons. Their signings, how they're moving the brand of Juventus off away from a badge to a J, is very, very clever. Obviously, that will associate the letter J with Juventus. They're the first club that have done that, and they will be, you know, they're pretty much setting a trend there. Juventus going from strength to strength in the league, dominating that league, but also, you know, having ex-players coming to work at the club is a very clever thing. We've seen the model at Bayern Munich. Ajax have done that for, you know, years and years, and now Juve are doing it as well. Moving on to some Football League news. So um, in the Football League, the number of homegrown players in matchday squads has gone up from six to seven. 
Um, and then from 2018-19 season, at least one player must be developed from the club. Interesting moves from a football league. They try and battle the Premier League, the evil Premier League, ruining English talent. But you know the football league is trying to do their own thing, and that's a, you know it's a good start um, in the the right way of doing things. Now I want to see some more opportunities for young English coaches in the football league. That'll be fantastic. The latest FIFA World Rankings came out, um, and Brazil. Top it. For the first time since 2010, uh, the top five is made pretty much of all South American talent. You know, Brazil are number one, then we've got Argentina in two, Germany three, Chile four, and Colombia in five. Really interesting, the dominance of the South American teams at the moment in football. You know, you see the European game, the Champions League is sort of seen as the pinnacle. Maybe over in South America, the World Cup is still the pinnacle of those things. But great work from TT Brazil, you know, the, the front three they've got of Coutinho. Firmino and Neymar is rocking at the moment, but it's got a base of solid midfielders in there. And obviously, Paulinho is having a worldie at the moment. In terms of other teams, India have jumped up 70, 70 places to 101, becoming the 11th best-ranked team in Asia, which is cracking news from India. You know, a, a country that's got so many people that potentially eventually will produce some world-class talent. Finally, touching on Netherlands, who've got their lowest ever position in the FIFA World Rankings at 32. You know, they're going from Danny Blind to potentially Louis van Gaal. It just seems all wrong at the moment for all the Netherlands, but they need to sort it out massively because they're not, you know, they're not competing. In the Champions League, they're not competing in the Europa League and they're not competing in Europe. Feyenoord having a very, very good season. Um, top of the pile and they won 8-0 yesterday. An incredible result from there. So, to talk about the big news story, Jess Lingard reported to be signing a new deal at Manchester United worth hundred grand a week. There were some interesting quotes on Twitter. There's some outrage. There's some you know, people stating, oh, why are we spending this 100 grand on a player when we could be getting X, Y, and Z? It's the constant transfer buzz of Manchester United at the moment. And for, to be honest, it's starting to annoy me. It's massive hypocrisy by United fans. It's hypocritical in a way that you know they're, they're saying this player that's come through the United Academy that's worked hard to get into the first-team squad doesn't deserve a 100 grand a week contract. Ashley Young's on 120 grand. It's the United wage structure at the moment that it's a lot bigger than usual club. You look at the top level, you've got Paul Pogba on, what, 292 grand, Wayne Rooney on 300 grand. So breaking that down, that's like looking in old terms. If a player was, you know, if Wayne Rooney's getting paid 100 grand a week, that is the player like Justin God playing 30k. That works out. So just think of it as a bigger picture. But it's frustrating when people you know, bemoaning Jess Lingard getting a new deal, but then saying, oh, you know, why is Mourinho not playing these players? Why is Mourinho not playing these young players? Why is he not playing Fusu Mensa? Why is he not playing Tu and Zabi? It's the same people that have this stupid logic you know Jess Lingard was a young player one day where do you think these young players are going to go at Manchester United every single young player that's tipped to the top doesn't make it to the top what football clubs need to do is keep the best young players that have come through their academy at their squad because these players fight more they understand the club a lot more and that's a big big thing and that's what Jess Lingard does he understands the club in terms of what he has he has a great relationship with Marcus Rashford you see how he's like the older figure in the in the dressing room for the younger players the likes of Paul Pogba respect him and it's one of these things that United need to keep these players churning through the football club. You know, the likes of Danny Welbeck, who left for Arsenal, which was a stupid decision on Manchester United's behalf. Couldn't let that happen again with Jess Lingard. Signed him on new deal. And to be honest, he's been playing quite well this season. In terms of chances created, um, he's doing very well in terms of the minutes he's played. Only Juan Mata has created... Um, ch chances more frequently for Manchester United this season. Jess Lingard's created a chance every 36 minutes in the Premier League for United. One matters every 35 minutes. Henrik Mkhitaryan every 37. That's United's top three. Jess Lingard's in there. Just because he's not fancy, he's not been brought in for a high high fee, people aren't rating him this season. 
What Jess Lingard is as a player, he's a tactically very smart player. You see the impact that he's had in games this season in terms of West Brom. Tactically, the reason why United won that game was Jess Lingard's movement in behind the West Brom defence. They couldn't handle him for the whole game. Created that wonderful goal for Zlatan's first goal, but was constantly getting behind the West Brom defence against an ageing back four, or a back four that's not known for their speed. Tactically, he's a weapon. You think of the game against Middlesbrough recently, tactically drifting him from the wide areas into the number 10 slot and creating from there. That game he completed more passes than any other player in the final third on the pitch, but also created those two wonderful chances for Jess Lingard, sliding him through. Scored a brilliant goal on the break. Jess Lingard is a good footballer. We're not forgetting that he's a good, good footballer. But it's frustrating to that he's not getting, you know, he's now underrated because people are pretending that he's nothing. And he's not. He's a player that's come through the United Academy, has technique, has speed, has ability. Moving on to his other strengths, you know, his defensive game. He's United's best defensive forward. For me, Jess Lingard should be looking to be United's Park Ji-sung of this era. Park Ji-sung was a wonderful footballer. Park Ji-sung is a player that's never going to get credited for the, the era, the Ronaldo, Tevez, Rooney era. Park Ji-sung was so pivotal in that era for doing a defensive job on opposition's fullbacks, for doing defensive job anywhere around the pitch, worked so hard, tactically so good, knew when to get back into shape, knew when to press, knew when to do everything. Jess Lingard is the same player of that. In terms of tackles per 90 minutes this season in the Premier League, again, Jess Lingard is number one for United's attacking players. It's another stat that backs up that Jess Lingard is doing a good job when he's played for United. Yes, Jess Lingard isn't suited for playing every week. Yes, he should be in and out of the side. Tactically, when there's, there's games to play Jess Lingard, there's games not to play Jess Lingard. I fully accept that. But he's still a vital part. You think of all the great counter-attacking goals that Partey Sung was involved in. The two best United goals I've ever seen. The uh, two goals against Arsenal on the counter-attack. The first one was Ronaldo Rooney, uh, Park Ji Sung. The second one was Nani Rooney, Park Ji Sung. Park Ji Sung is so crucial to those breaks, his speed, his pace, and that's exactly what Jess Lingard can do. And, you know, with more game time, eventually he will come to a peak. I think Jess Lingard around 27, 28 will start to, you know, have a high level of output for Manchester United. I'm talking double figures in goals and assists in the Premier League. Because he's a player that looks like he can consistently improve. He's a United Academy graduate. And that's what happens with these players. We saw how good Darren Fletcher got through season after season. He kept on improving. Because that's what you have to do at Manchester United. You're not going to get through the academy by not working hard. By not improving your game. And that's a good thing that you know, these United players have. That have come through the academy. That they can consistently improve. The Kaizen Japanese approach. Consistent improvement. Something that United youth players have. Something that Jess Lingard have. And I expect him to explode around 27-28 as an attacking player. Similar to Daniel Welbeck. Daniel Welbeck is going to have a 30-goal season in um, his career. He will have it. He'll have a few seasons where he scores 25, 26, 30 goals, um, wherever he is. Because he is that type of player. He's going to have a peak. He's not going to peak like Ronaldo, like Messi, for 10 years, for 15 years. Every single player isn't like that in world football. But these players will have a peak, like Jess Lingard, like Danny Welbeck. To finish things off as well, in terms of where Jess Lingard could play for Mourinho in the next few weeks, given the injuries, maybe as a number 10 in the 4-2-3-1, I'd like to see him there. That's where Jess Lingard has played through his career at Manchester United, in the youth teams, at the under-21s. He's a central player. Playing out wide isn't his natural position. If you play him central, potentially you might get a better output out of him. I really think in a 3-4-3, in a counter-attacking 3-4-3, Jess Lingard would work in really well in tandem with Henrik Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan, maybe on the right-hand side, could be the direct option carrying the ball at his feet, allowing Jess Lingard to drift into number 10, to play behind um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic almost as a second striker. That would be so good for United's counter-attack. We saw what United could do against Middlesbrough on the break in the 3-4-3. I'd love to see Jess Lingard and 
uh, Mkhitaryan behind Ibrahimovic in the 3-4-3. But that's been that for the defence for Jess Lingard's new contract at Manchester United. One, in real terms for Manchester United right now, that contract now in old terms is probably worth 30 grand a week if say Wayne Rooney was paying 100k he's going to improve he's going to hit a peak one time in his career but also he works hard and can be United's Park Ji-sung of the moment sorry but I'm getting a bit passionate about this but it's one of those things that starts to really bug me when you know people are constantly saying play this young player play this young player and then you know someone like Jess Lingard who is a young player that's come through Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now he's 25, he's old, he's past it. Where do you think these young players go? They end up at Manchester United Football Club, you know, being a squad player. And that is an asset for the squad. And that's what Jesse Ngotti is, is an asset for any squad. And if we let him go, it'd be a big, big mistake. But anyway, moving on to our big topic, in a way, of today's discussion. And it's Conte's tactical evolution. I just thought I'd go through a little tactical evolution of Conte, um, given... It appears that Chelsea are going to win the Premier League, a good result against Manchester City. The 2-1 win, cracking performance with Eden Hazard. We talked about that on yesterday's podcast, if you want to go and check that out. But in terms of Conte, where he started in Italy, um, really came onto the scene at Bari. That was where his first big break was um, in Serie B. And he played a 4-2-4. That was quite an interesting system for Conte to select, given that the trend in Italy at that moment was in fact to play a narrow diamond or a 4-3-1-2, playing sort of a Chacotista behind two strikers. Given the impact that AC Milan had in the Champions League with Kaká behind the likes of um, you know Hernan Crespo or uh, Inzaghi and so forth, and it was a really popular formation then. But what Conte did is he went with a 4-2-4. That's something that was, wasn't seen, the, the wingers, it's something not very Italian. You think of the wingers in the last few seasons or the last few, maybe the 10 to 15 years, you've got Cameronese who used to play for Juve or potentially at the moment you've got Candreva. But Italy don't usually produce wingers. It's an interesting one. It really is tactically an interesting thing, but they don't usually produce a high quality of winger. But Conte did go the other way at Bari um, and later at Siena playing a 4-2-4. 
This created a massive overload on the opposition's fullbacks. If you break down those systems, so the common system that was played in Italy, the 4-3-1-2 against the 4-2-4, you've got a 2v1 out wide. You know, you've got the wide forward, the left winger and the right winger combined with their fullbacks to create those overloads. And it really worked for Conte Italy and was very, very successful at both Bari and at Siena. Um, sort of, you know, picking up his first managerial silverware, uh, you know, Serie B over with Bari and then keeping Siena, a team that was very, very poor, you know, a team where he got a lot more output out of them, uh, keeping them there. But it was a high press, high octane, high attacking system. Moving to Juve in 2011, he had a bit of a conundrum in terms of um, he had some players in the Juve squad that he hadn't had previously. He had three world-class central midfielders. He had Vidal, Pirlo and Marquisio. So in fact, he tried to build a system to fit these players in. Obviously, with the 4-2-4, you can only have two central players. He tried, he tested Pirlo with Marquisio, he tried Pirlo with Vidal, but it didn't quite work. It was a bit too much ground for Pirlo to cover. The Marquisio-Vidal combo as well was a little bit too much of a like-for-like player. That was when Marquisio was more of an aggressive um, shuffling midfielder. Now, obviously, he's a bit deeper, a bit older, a bit more mature. Is a deep line playmaker now, but back then he was more of a you know a gung ho. I'm going to press you. I'm going to win the tackle. So Conte had a bit of a problem. He tried a four three three, and it didn't quite work out. The players that he had um, in the in the in the side, he had I think he had Pepe maybe, um, and the ex CSK Moscow winger that I really can't remember his name. I think it's uh, Krasic. Uh, who just didn't perform for Conte. So, in fact, he switched to a 3-5-2, which obviously got the best out of the likes of Benucci, Barzagli and Chiellini. He converted Barzagli to a right centre-back from a right-back. Chiellini just played his natural role as left centre-back. And obviously, Benucci coming from Inter Milan, following a title win over there, brought great, great experience and aggression and tenacity at the back. But that system really suited Juve, and they went on to win uh, three titles in a row. In Syria in 2011-12, 13-14 and 12-13. But also the Coppa Italia on two occasions. Moving on to Italy, um, Conte played this, a similar system. It was the 3-5-2 uh, system that he main, mainly played. And he got a, you know, he got a decent uh, sort of, you know, work out of the, the, the team. Uh, they didn't do uh, amazing, but they, they performed well. They performed um, higher than expected with a team that was made, made up of, you know, not really superstars, the likes of Edda. Players like that that aren't really going to be the best players ever, but he got a really good output them, especially at the European Championships. Um, you know, doing well, um, getting knocked out by Germany which on penalties, which was a very good result for Italy in that tournament, because considering that the players and, and so forth um, put, in, put in a good performance, Conte did. In terms of where he moved next, of course, it was to Chelsea. So first up, let's talk why the three at the back is working so well in the Premier League this season. Well, the emergence of the 4-4-2 has meant that the 3-4-3 gives you a natural advantage at the back. The 4-4-2 has come back into you know trend with, with what we've seen with Leicester City, but also teams around Europe, the likes of Atletico Madrid, RB Leipzig and Monaco. So it's been adopted by a number of Premier League managers, but also it's sort of a default shape for the 4-2-3-1 in the Premier League. It's not very uh, it's not a Spanish 4-2-3-1 where your number 10 is more of a playmaker. The team sort of around the bottom half, around the middle of the middle of the table, usually play a 4-2-3-1 where they play a second striker. So almost it does look like a 4-4-2. So playing a 3-4-3 gives you that advantage at the back, but also it maintains your width. You've got the, the wingers. Uh, in the front three, but also the wing backs, and also that creates a big op- a big problem for the the four four two, because you're dealing with these wingers, but also you're dealing with the wing backs. 
the overloads are created by quick switches of play. So you've got that extra centre-back, so you can play the ball to him, he's your spare man at the back, to create these overlaps, to create the the great counter-attacking situations. We've seen at Chelsea this season how Chelsea usually counter-attack down the right-hand side with Victor Moses, is really good at carrying the ball. But Marcus Alonso is always on the overlap, always the free man um, at that back post because the, the three naturally makes the back four tuck in and then the wing-back flies over that usually outpaces and outruns the opposition right midfielder. But also what it does, the 3-4-3, three, three, it allows... Um, whichever team is playing it to drop to a 5-4-1 which again is a massive counter to the 4-4-2 very difficult in a 4-4-2 to break a 5-4-1 down you know you don't have an extra man in midfield so you're not going to necessarily dominate the ball so it's a really good system to play so why Chelsea are playing obviously it is to free up Eden Hazard uh, I've spoken many times about the relationship Eden Hazard with has with Alonso and Cahill on that side Cahill Alonso the defenders Eden Hazard on the counter-attack but also if you're looking at other players in there Angulo Kante is a fine midfielder to play in a two because he can do two roles he can press and he can also recycle the ball deep in midfield so that is a massive asset you're playing Kante in a two you're getting the best Kante we saw at the, the Euros Kante in a 3-8 for France didn't quite work out so that's another advantage there also Chelsea want to play with 3-4 Forwards, the likes of Pedro, William can uh, join Costa and Hazard. That gives you a great bell, you know, base there. But also defensively, Chelsea have some centre backs that you don't want to, you know, put into a one v one situation. So against, if they were playing a four at the back against a four four two, the likes of Gary Cahill, who hasn't got the greatest pace at the moment in his career, you know, coming to the later stages of his career, and obviously David Luiz, who's a rash defender. You need that extra spare man. We've seen David Luiz come out the back and man mark players like Sergio Aguero in the recent weeks, but it allows the two other centre backs to tuck in and they're still defensively so- solid. The problem with playing a two with Luiz, he's going to come out. You you know you open yourself up for massive holes. But also for Chelsea this season, their shape with the ball looks absolutely awesome. Pep Guardiola's been searching for this WM system at Manchester City, where his wide, one of his fullbacks comes in and joins his central midfielder and creates a 3-2-5. Chelsea just doing it with a natural system. You have the back three, the two sort of defensive midfielders, Matic and, and Kante, but it has been Fabregas in recent weeks. Uh, the wingbacks push on and then the wide forwards come inside and Costa's playing up top. So that, assist, that shape is created. It's Chelsea a great platform, loads of passing acts. Uh, angles and they work the layoff really well the layoff that's becoming a bit of a trend at the moment flat ball out the back along the ground a little layoff from the striker to an attacking midfielder behind him then you go into the final third then you're broken the opposition line then you're attacking but it also gives Chelsea five attackers whilst keeping their defensive shape of having five players so it's just absolutely perfect and Chelsea have shown this season they, they're absolutely rampant they've only been they've only lost two times playing the 3-4-3 and they've absolutely pummeled everyone in their path so I expect Chelsea to win the Premier League. Seven points clear. Can't see it and turning it over off his Spurs with a cracking result yesterday. Brilliant comeback. But I just can't see Chelsea losing it now. In terms of the future, it's going to be interesting to see Chelsea in the Champions League playing against better players, um, especially midfielders. That's where the system could come undone. With the um, you know the big teams in Europe, the, you know, the big creme de la creme teams playing the either a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-1-3 uh, that midfield three could really cause Chelsea problems we saw how David Silva got behind Kante and Fabregas yesterday caused them massive problems but we could also see that with a deep lying central midfielder um, creating problems for Chelsea because that two-man midfield it's um, overload centrally so 
playing against better players, the likes of Tony Cruz, Modric, uh, players like Thiago. That'll be a great little battle between Conte, Chelsea and those guys. So maybe Champions League, maybe a little bit hard because we saw Conte's Juve, they dominated domestically, but he struggled in Europe. He struggled playing those two games a week. And that potentially was the cap at Juve. You know, Allegra came in, took this Juve team with a 4-4-2 diamond to the final. The season after Conte uh, left, obviously that was part of Conte's work. So Conte does get credit for that. But Allegri got them to that extra step. You know, tactically is a little bit better. Allegri, more diverse in his systems. He had the 4-4-2 diamond, the 3-6-1. And of course, the 3-5-2. The so he was good at changing the system dependent on their opponents. So maybe that is another thing for that Conte could work. In terms of the future, in terms of players, you've seen Kurt Zuma who played against Manchester City. I thought had a pretty decent game. The likes of um, Andres Christensen at away at Borussia Mönchengladbach, who's having a fantastic season in the Bundesliga. Um, on Wednesday, he broke a Bundesliga passing record and completed 112 out of 114 passes with a 98.3% pass completion, which is absolutely incredible. So if they can bring him back, um, he potentially could be the ball player out of the back um, with Kurt Zuma, with maybe someone like David Luiz, if they want to move the side on, but they don't need to do that right now with Lukaku potentially returning. Um, Sanchez coming in. It doesn't even matter if they lose Azard and lose Costa. It seems like Chelsea... I'll go in the right way as a football club right now and they could dominate the Premier League for the next three seasons. That's what I kind of see with the Manchester clubs kind of sparring between themselves, Liverpool inconsistent, Arsenal without a manager. I kind of see Chelsea dominating the Premier League for the next three seasons, maybe three titles in a row for the first time in their history. Anyway, guys, that's been that for the Statman Dave Football Podcast today. If you're new, obviously subscribe on iTunes. Check me out on Twitter. Check out my YouTube videos again. Mention the Mbappe video. Go and watch it right now because the podcast is over. See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 